Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. This episode of On Deck with Stancy is brought to you by Podmetrics. Whether you're a rookie at podcasting or a veteran or a super expert or somebody who's just doing it for fun since we have a little bit more extra time now that we're all stuck at home, you can actually use Podmetrics to know so much more about your show and who you're able to reach. You can get information like who's listening, where they are, what their profiles are like, even their listening habits. Podmetrics can take care of all of that and more so you can focus on creating better content. You can even integrate Podmetrics with Facebook and YouTube so you can get more data from your live streams. So if you're a podcaster or you want to start your own podcast, go check out podmetrics.co. Once again, that is podmetrics.co and sign up for free. So whether you've got hundreds of episodes under your belt or you're trying to figure out how to get from episode 1 to episodes 2, 3, 4, 100, 150, and beyond, Podmetrics can help you get to know your show and your listeners that much better. You can check it out today and sign up at podmetrics.co. Once again, that's podmetrics.co. And you can use my referral code on deck. That's O-N-D-E-C-K, just one word. And you can get a head start into the wonderful world of Podmetrics. Welcome to On Deck with Stancy. On the show, I want to tell the real stories behind the real people behind the mic. And on this week, when we're experiencing ECQ Season 2, basically being back where we were a year ago, I can't imagine a better guest than somebody who was actually in the field reporting all these things and getting their stories out there from the perspective of just a human being who's in the thick of all the action or lack thereof because it was ECQ or the onset of ECQ rather. So this week, my guest is Jervis Manahan of ABS-CBN News. You may hear his voice on DZMM Teleradio. You can also see him on TV on Umagang Kayganda. He reports on the 6am, 7am and 8am news bits as well. And uh, he and I went to UP Diliman together. We were batchmates at the College of Mass Communication. We took several classes together and we haven't really had a chance to catch up and have a good conversation since graduation. And I just figured that with ECQ happening once again, it would be great to get the perspective of someone who was actually there covering the news. Um, you know how journalists really do find excitement in being in unprecedented situations and covering these huge stories. And when I first reached out to Jervis, I just thought that it would probably be a good idea to get these stories one year after ECQ was first implemented. Malamalaman ko lang na as we would be recording, we would be right in the middle of ECQ once again. So in a way, it's a very dark and twisted reminder from the universe Now we are still living in the darkest timeline. So it's a very cathartic conversation for Jervis and myself he gets to talk about things and express opinions that he normally wouldn't get to on TV. So it's, uh, it's a very great interview that I'm really excited for you to hear. And it also is a very stark reminder of how important it is for us to be involved in the national conversation, in the discourse, kahit na political manyan, you know, we shouldn't. we shouldn't normalize being apolitical at all. That's why it's super important that we register to vote even though we are still stuck at home because of the pandemic. And you can check out Comelec's online portal. It's idahistro or idahistro.comelec.gov.ph. Go check it out. Look at all the requirements you need. Spend this holy week to just collect everything and make sure you get your ducks in a row. 
You can also check out votefilipinas.com for all the requirements because, man, with uh, everything that's gone on over the last year plus, we need to do something on our part and our number's about to be called. So please be part of the election process by 2022 and uh, be a registered voter, all right? Now, I've got a special offer for you just because you're a listener of On Deck and that is courtesy of my friends from Mr. Speedy. And because we're stuck at home once again, importante talaga that we find a courier that is reliable and safe and affordable and Mr. Speedy can give you that through their most affordable same-day delivery rate. In fact, uh, they've got the cheapest rate per kilometer, which is 5 pesos per kilometer. And because you're a listener of On Deck, I can give you 50 pesos off your first Mr. Speedy delivery if you use my promo code Mr. Speedy Stan. That's M-R-S-P-E-E-D-Y-S-T-A-N. You can use that on MrSpeedy.ph or on the Mr. Speedy app, which you can download on the Apple App Store, Google Play Store, and Huawei Mobile Gallery. And this offer is available in Metro Manila, Cebu, Davao, and nearby provinces. So once again, use my promo code Mr. Speedy Stan. That's MR. S-P-E-E-D-Y-S-T-A-N to get 50 pesos off your first Mr. Speedy delivery. And now let's get to our main event. Here's my conversation with Jervis Manahan of ABS-CBN News. He's on deck. This week's episode of On Deck is different because if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you know that it's all about radio personalities. But for this week, we're talking to a news reporter because, well, one year anniversary ng ECQ and one year later, we are right back where we started. So um, we're going to be breaking it down from the human perspective. Like, what was it like being right in the thick of everything with my guest for this week, my college classmate, Jervis Manahan from ABS-CBN. How's it going, Jervis? Hi Stan, how are you? I'm well. I I love it when I get to answer this. Na parang napaka ano, napaka grammarian, de ba? Like I think our English teachers would be proud whenever we say I'm well instead of I'm good. You know, it, it's been a while since you and I uh, have been in the same place at the same time, let alone have had a conversation. I think um, the last time that I saw you is probably at college grad, right? Yes, yes. So that was uh, how many years ago? That's almost a decade ago. Yeah. When you think about it, and I followed your career from PTV now uh, with with you in ABS. Like when I was uh, planning this episode, I told my mom because I, I talked to my mom about the podcast. And then sabi ko, oh, hey, I'm getting my classmate Jervis Manahan on the pod. And she was so excited because she gets to watch you on TV. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Thanks to your mom. For, <laughs> thanks for <laughs> watching my reports, our reports. Thanks. Mm, ano kami, very a ano, very ABS household naman kami. So, you know, um the, the, that that whole um issue also hit us close to home. Uh we'll get into that later because I want to focus muna on on what you've been doing. So, for our listeners who aren't very familiar with your coverage, what do you cover for ABS and where can they normally catch your reports? Um I'm on the night shift, so I cover everything, community stories, basically everything that happens at uh, at night. Um uh, basically we more we are more focused on Metro Manila stories, so there's a team of us who co- who cover at night and ngayon, ECQ. So basically, all concerns of well, of the residents of Metro Manila we cover it. So ngayon, uh, since the pandemic, just uh, as you have said, one year na, and we've been following developments, following news stories that concerns people about COVID nineteen. So you guys basically have a beat, diba? And since you guys have a beat, uh, you're also very plugged in with like local officials, national officials, and everything that's happening there. Because sa night shift, geographic yung beat. So ako more on Quezon City, more in northern areas like Bulacan, Valenzuela. So yeah, we we get in touch with people, to the community, and to the officials. So we get to understand their concerns, their issues, and, and anything newsworthy, basically. Right. So, um, since that's your beat, very close to the ground, very grassroots yung, uh, yung coverage mo, if I'm not mistaken. Did I get that right? Yep, yep. Uh, actually, the main focus is the community itself. So, yeah, we really go around. We do field work all the time. And we are not concentrated on institutions. I mean, there are, pe- there are reporters who are more concentrated on on higher 
higher offices like Palace or Senate. So kami, yung team namin is more concentrated on the ground talaga. So what was it like for you na, you know, you have this routine and then, you know, you've been doing this for for a, a good, what, four or five years now for ABS, tama? Uh, sa ABS, yes, almost four years. Right. So you've been doing it for this long and then this worldwide event is happening. And um, early March 2020, there's na na there's going to be a quarantine, there's going to be a lockdown, hindi pa, uh, hindi pa defined yung mga terms, but people were already bracing themselves for what was about to be a life-changing event. What was that like for you? Well, um, actually, the one of the biggest concerns that we've had in March 2020 was the uncertainty of it. Because even in the media, we were not prepared to actually handle a situation of that magnitude. Because like for us as reporters, we are trained to cover wars or we are trained to cover typhoons, disasters. But we are not really trained to handle a pandemic. So we were just playing it by ear or we were just experimenting with how to go about it. And you know the, le- the high level of uncertainty at that time, really created a tendency for people to believe in things that are not yet verified. Like, for example, you know, um, during the early days of, of the lockdown, there was really a surge of, of wrong information circulating and we've had to combat that. Oh, yung mga toob. The mga news, ganun. yes, yes, yes. Oh, yung mga ganun. Right. So, actually, nung binanggit mo na tinatrain kayo to cover yung mga wars or yung mga high-pressure situations, pero walang guidebook on a pandemic. But lahat man tayo, di naman tayo trained to handle, handle a pandemic. Yeah, I don't think okay. any of us expected na uh, we would live through yung ganitong situation. So, ikaw as a reporter, who did you turn to for advice? Meron bang mentor from ABS who had some idea of what to do? So, uh, the management of ABS-CBN News issued guidelines and they would have to update guidelines every now and then, every time there would be a development. And we really had changes in, in editorial policies ever since this pandemic started. Like, for example, when during the initial part of the lockdown, we were not allowed to go to hospitals to cover. We are not allowed to go to areas where there's a lot of people. So very restricted yung, yung movement. So as we progressed and as we have procured PPEs for our for our teams, so nakapag-explore na kami ng ng konte and ayon so basically it's really the management of ABS News that's taking care of the teams that's taking care not just of the field people but also of the writers the people inside the newsroom so they issue guidelines every now and then so that we may be guided and so that we may of course um, stay healthy and you know we should not really catch the virus and you know spread it amongst the people because we we, we can't afford to na mag-crash yung system in place oh, naman. Yeah. getting the news, yes. O oh, naman, na magka-breakout pa kayo internally, di ba? Yup. Ano, uh, ano yung feeling mo though as an individual? Like, nangyayari na to, tumataas na cases, ang daming misinformation, ang daming paranoia. As a person, ano yung pinagdadaanan mo knowing na you have to report the news? And for a lot of people, ikaw yung first source nila of that information. Yes, no una kasi, uh, nung first few months, meron pa kasing adrenaline dun eh. And like, we were all locked down and people didn't have any idea of what's going, uh, what's going on in the outside world. So para sa akin, there was, no una, there was some sort of excitement to to cover something unprecedented. You know, journalists naman, we like um, experiencing things for the first time and that okay, this is something yeah. new to us. Mm-hmm. This is something na uh, we haven't experienced before and we were excited to go out and see what's happening. But of course, as time goes by, I mean, we namin na yung, yung fatigue and yung, you know, yung go- failure of this government to protect us also. So, yun, um, isang taon na, so medyo napapagod na din. Yeah, I was about to say na parang it sinks in na shit's getting real. Uh, when was that moment for you na parang, wow, this shit really is getting real? Well, nung latter part of 2020 when uh, I mean I, thankfully I've never had COVID pa so far but when my colleagues started contracting the virus siguro mga a, a few months after the lockdown started some of my colleagues 
contracted the virus na so parang sa akin parang doon ako nag-start na na matakot na na we are not really immune to this and we really have to take so much care because uh kami field work kami lagi so it's very inevitable na na lumabas and exposed to people so so yun up until at ngayon din may second wave because of the of ECQ ulit. So parang, yeah, it's, again, as you have said, it was a fla- flashback of what really happened before, only now we are in a very worse situation right now and we, we are dealing with almost 10,000 cases daily. So mas nakakatakot na talaga. We're taking a quick break from my conversation with Jervis Manahan so I can tell you about how your online shopping can help support this podcast. As soon as you fill up your cart on Lazada, please use my affiliate link podlink.co slash zero rp that's podlink.co slash the number zero and the letters rp click that on your mobile browser and then it'll take you straight to the app and then from there click checkout and once that item gets delivered to you a portion of your proceeds or your sales goes to us here at podcast network asia so we can keep the ship running and continue to bring you these podcasts that tell you the real stories behind the real people behind the mic Yeah, um, I I can't imagine how that conversation would be with you, with your family. Um, do you live with your family, Parenba? Are they in the city? And how did you have that conversation with them? Because I'm sure na concerned din sila sa kapakanan mo. Yup. Um, but I don't live with my family right now. I live alone here in Quezon City. But they are in Bulacan lang naman. So every now and then, I still get to go home. Ayan, um, I think they have just accepted the fact that I will always be in dangerous assignments. Because <laughs> before, I also got to cover a war. I've been sent to, to disasters, to conflict. And I think over the years, they have just um, accepted that I will never be in a safe situation as a reporter. <laughs> so and they just always tell me to, you know, take take care, always wash your hands. I mean, always follow the protocols, even if you're outside. So yeah, we are vulnerable and we are always exposed so ano lang um, we just take better care of ourselves while we're here <laughs> nung nasa college tayo uh, did you ever have conversations with yung mga prof or was was it ever mentioned sa mga lectures that you attended na yeah you know uh, talking about covering wars and being in not safe situations is going to be very normal because the way you talked about it napaka casual and for me uh, hindi ko siya maiimagine because i have never lived a day in your shoes Yeah, yeah. So, parang ano naman, uh, in broadcast journalism courses back in college, you would have that kind of mindset that once you go out in the real world or in the industry, it will never be a comfortable situation. Like, um, you would al- there's always a possibility to be sent in coverages that would put your life at risk. So, nga, uh, unlike other types of coverages that meron na parang tayong guidelines or parang we have that protocols like wars so pandemic kasi parang we haven't experienced a pandemic of this kind in the past you know past century past past few decades so talagang uh, we were clueless so, talagang hindi namin alam din how to handle it at first and we are still trying to understand how to handle this type of coverage up until now right Right. In handling that coverage, uh, how did you guys take it? Kayo kayo mga uh, reporters on the ground, the newsroom, yung crew. Kasi syempre that information will be passed down sa inyo na, okay guys, ito na yung situation natin. Pandemia talaga, magkakaroon ng lockdown. Nung pinasa sa inyo information, how do you guys process that? Hindi namin talaga na-process na, na immediately. Eh. So parang when protocols were being imposed na like, We were provided hotels so that we don't get to go home to our families, because we're exposed. Kami. So that's when we actually f- felt it. Like, lahat naman tayo nanibago nung unang the first weeks of the lockdown. Talagang ang ang hirap gumalaw nun. Like all yeah. establishments were were closed. It's hard living uh, normally. Thankfully, our company was you know taking care of us, giving us a semblance of of protection. Like they were providing the basic needs so that we don't have to. Ginamit kailan problema hin pa yung mga yung mga ganon. So yeah, we were we were taken in in hotels so parang makapagkwarantin kami. Parang hindi kami umuwi sa mga pamilya namin. Ganon. And then you know going out it's really a, a, a test of courage. But 
as days go by, talagang masasali ka na lang din eh. Can you take me through the first few days of covering uh, the pandemic era? Kasi, di ba, yung first few weeks na yun, about a year ago at this time, parang ghost town yung Metro Manila, di ba? You'd see pictures yep, yep, and videos oh. of people on social media na, oh, look at Poblacion now, literal ghost town. So, can, can you describe that for the listeners who might not have this first-hand experience? Oh yeah, um, Stan, you know, I live in Baginhawa Street in, in Quezon Familiar City. Familiar ground for both of us, yeah. Yes, so you know naman, uh, pre-pandemic, it's really a busy, it's a very busy street at buhay night. Na buhay but, oh. Yes, sobrang daming tao up until midnight or even past midnight. But during the first week of the lockdown, it's really a ghost town, walang tao. And you really can hear the sound of cars kilometers away from you. So ganun siya katahimik nung no, 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 no time na yun. Sobrang, um, I, I really can't forget this moment kasi... Ako, sinusundo ako ng, ng company vehicle namin from afar. I mean, from two streets away. But the, on the first night of, that lo- of the lockdown, when I opened my door going out, I can already hear the, the, the sound of the vehicle from two streets away. So that's how it was. That's, that's how it was not silent on that first, first night. I mean, talagang wala kang makikita na, na, na tao. It was so dark talagang walang walang vehicles especially at night kasi nga kami we we work at night so it was really something that I'll never ever forget how how dark it was how lifeless it was I mean even if you go around in Metro Manila you go to Tomas Morato you go to the busy areas of Quezon City talagang wala kang makikita makikita na na tao noon yung describe mo na two streets away palang naririnig mo na yung yung makina nung sasakyan parang ano siya eh uh, nasa liblib ka na probinsya alam mo yun oh. yung wala ka yeah, sa yeah. metro but it hits you na teka nasa QC ako nasa maginhawa ako mm. diba yeah ganun so talagang hindi ko siya ma- makakalimutan kasi ganun siya katahimik nun eh so um, on, it, it lasted for a few months until we, when we loosened the, the restrictions saka lang bumalik na yung mga tao but still up until now hindi siya bumalik talaga pa doon sa doon sa normal na na pre-pandemic times eh yeah um i think if i remember correctly things loosened up and i'm going to use air quotes on this uh what june july diba because of uh, gcq and yeah. oh GCQ. bumalik sa mcq nung nung august and then That's right. gradually gradually nung september onwards up until feb february medyo maluwag na noon eh Right, right. So, um, all of these things were happening. Sobrang napakalaking um, shift from what you considered to be normal. And then at the same time, ABS-CBN was dealing with the shutdown issue. So, um, I'm, I'm not going to ask for like the company's point of view. Uh, but kasi parang unfair naman nun for you. But like, from your perspective, what was that like naman na you're covering this worldwide pandemic tapos yung sariling institution ninyo is being attacked? Yeah, parang ano, parang double double jeopardy sa amin 'yan. At sobrang ang hirap that then nung May May to June um last year because yeah, we were uh, dealing with a pandemic but we still had to go out, we still had to to rally for 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 the company. So aside from going out for coverage, we also went out to to rally for for the network. So sa amin medyo mahirap talaga na nakikita namin firsthand how the government has misplaced priorities that like instead of focusing on the pandemic you're focusing on shutting down uh, media network so sa, sa amin talaga masakit yon so I, I i think in in, in the entire 2020 there was only one time na i broke down and cried and that was uh, the day when we when we shut down from 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 the airwaves so after that naman um slowly we were we were picking up and slowly we were you know rising and work didn't stop talaga so even uh on the first days of the shutdown like we still went to still went to work Right um nalala ko nung nangyari yun uh the first two people I thought about were you and Aida La Cruz our other classmate uh who's with Mix Diba? Um, yep, yep. Because you guys were my, were my personal connections basically to ABS-CBN. So when all of this went down, kayo yung naisip ko and I was wondering like, uh, what must that scene be like to be inside or to be in the streets nung nangyayari to? So can you paint me a picture of that? Of course, we it, it didn't come as a surprise naman. We were sort of prepared of 
prepared to what's gonna happen, leading to uh, the first shutdown. Of course, still still was a shock to us because we didn't um, we didn't expect that date. Pero nung when the hearing started and then and, and eventually the franchise will be denied. Sobrang emotional moment siya for employees, especially for those who are, who have been there for decades. Kasi talagang may mga employees doon na 30 years na silang tatrabaho doon and then mabilisan lang, biglang wala na silang, wala na silang career. So parang it, it destroyed a lot of dreams. So sobrang, sobrang sakit lang noon talaga. So fortunate pa din kami na hindi kami natanggal but I, I think sobrang daming, sobrang daming affected noon. Ang daming divisions. Like for example, ABS Event Sports, biglang uh, wala sila na-wipe na out yung buong department. So I have friends from sports na biglang wala nang wala, wala nang trabaho. I mean the uncertainty of uh losing your job in the in the pandemic it's really really hard. Eh. Yeah. Um you know just sticking with the sports people, diba? Uh, nawala na nga yung kinocover nila and then their actual jobs um got taken away from them. So hindi ko rin ma-imagine to be in that situation. Yup, uh, hindi lang din sports like for example the current affairs people, and dami dami talagang uh, affected. I mean, I think siguro thousands thousands of people really lost their jobs um, at the height of a pandemic so uh, ang hirap talaga noon kasi parang you were trying to survive a pandemic and then you were dealing with another big blow like losing losing your main source of livelihood i really ca- still cannot under uh, i really still cannot believe how we have survived that uh, phase of our lives but i think we are in a bet- quite better situation now so um, we are hoping that maybe the franchise will be regained, maybe, I don't know, next year or in favorable times. <laughs> I, I want to get into yung processing this, this information or like, do you guys even have time to like process everything? Because isa-isang nangyari, tapos sunod-sunod eh, diba? And then hindi lang siya yung parang small blows, but like big blow after big blow after big blow. And then uh, to get to this point na one year later, we're back where we began. So, do you have time to just stop and wrap your mind around everything that's happened over the last year plus? Uh, walang mahabang time, but every time I go home and then I, I go to bed, I would always think about what's really happening, where we are heading, and basically, how, how are we going to survive the next few months or the next few years because we really believe that this will not be ending soon so saan napunta yung buhay natin for the past for the past year parang we have wasted good days of our lives so parang tayo syempre prime years natin ito parang we should be i mean we should be going out spending it with lots of opportunities but ang daming nawawala because of because of the pandemic so yun um yeah we we process things and sometimes yung mga we organize virtual conversations. We have Zoom inumans to just talk about things process as a group. Especially during the, the height of the shutdown issue. Talagang madaming usapan, madaming talagang, uh, usapan and also, nagkaroon din naman, din naman debriefing. So ABS-CBN provides uh, psychological debriefings to reporters so that kahit pa paano, ma-alleviate yung yung pain covering and dealing with the pandemic and the shutdown. I I was thinking about yung time natin sa sa Diliman as students, right? And how our profs used to wax poetic na oh back in my day or oh nung prime ng career ko. Basta yung mga yung mga happy stories nila from or or adventures nila from their career. And then I look at people like us, like you and me. Uh, we're in our late 20s, early 30s. As you said, dapat prime natin. And yet, we're living in such unprecedented dark times. How does it feel for you na parang pucha naman, no? Of all times to be born, ito pang na, ano ko, na, na tsempohan ko. Sobra nga eh. Uh, talagang siguro, I only think na hindi lang naman specific sectors are affected. Parang it's then, hindi lang naman tayo yung, yung affected. So lahat naman, buong mundo naman, uh, affected so mag-adjust naman din siya <laughs> but really I, I feel sad I feel sad because ang daming dreams na nawala ang daming mga good moments na pwede sanang nangyari dito but I mean we are here and we, we are left with no choice but to deal not just with the pandemic but with but also with the, with the bad government so uh, 
I mean, we could have responded better to to this pandemic if only we had better leaders. Yeah, or or uh, better priorities, de ba? Yes. Um, yes. Uh, I I want to ask about the stories that you've covered uh, in you know since the pandemic because uh, we talked about the the paranoia of the early days, but in the years since, what's the most unbelievable story that you've had to cover? Na parang you're thinking to yourself, I can't believe I'm reporting this shit. Well, um, thankfully, because uh, we cover community stories, so there would be reporters who are more focused on the hospital side of things, the health side of things. So kami, mga, we were covering injustices that happened, you know, that even amidst the pandemic, there are still a lot of killings. Like, uh, I think one of the most memorable stories that I've done last year was uh, si Lolo Elmer, who is a jeepney driver. Um, his family was starving because they cannot um, they cannot go out and work as, as drivers ng jeep. And so they went out and they they were asking for help sa mga motorists na dumadaan because nga, um, they basically had no food na to feed their families. But instead of getting help, they were arrested and they were jailed. And he What's was already 70, 72 years old. And uh, the story went viral at that time. Right, right. Yeah. So so maybe you have seen or me, some of your listeners might have already witnessed that story. So I think that was one of the most unforgettable stories that I have covered during the lockdown. Yeah, now that also, you mention it, na ano, naalala ko na to, uh, because of the um, yung, yung meme na ginawa ng mga tao comparing them side by side with uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Uh, it appeared there. Uh-oh. Right, shit. Okay. Okay. Uh, what, what was the other story that you were um, gonna get into? Um, pang story about 17 laborers who lost their work on the, on the early weeks of the pandemic. They, they lost their jobs. And since there there was no public transportation at the time, they tried walking home from Paranaque to Tarlac. So, you know, um, so all these things, I mean, witnessing, witnessing all these things firsthand, it's really, I mean, as journalists, we are trained not to put em- our own emotions to, to, uh, to the stories that we are covering. But sometimes we really can't help it. But, you know, um, fe- feel so bad about how we are being handled. I mean, this pandemic is being handled and how people are really suffering. So we are seeing how people are suffering firsthand. So, masakit siya minsan and mahirap matulog knowing that you have seen a, you have seen an injustice, you have seen people suffering because of the pandemic. Okay, hold on. Before we head over to the rest of the episode, I'm sure you're probably wondering how I'm able to collab with brands here on deck. Well, it's really simple. I use Podmetrics. So if you have a podcast, you can sign up now at podmetrics.co, that's P-O-D-M-E-T-R-I-C-S dot C-O, and use my referral code on deck. That's one word, all caps, O-N-D-E-C-K. And hey, it's a great way to help support the show as well. And if you're an advertiser and you want to collab with me here on deck, then I'm not going to stop you. In fact, you can head on over to advertiser.podmetrics.co and fill up the form. That's Podmetrics for you. The easiest way to monetize your podcast. I mean, uh, you know, you, you just said it, ang hirap matulog, pero yung nga, tao rin tayo eh, di ba? Uh, kahit nasabihin mo na parang trabaho lang to or na-trained ka, na-compartmentalize yung emotions mo, ang hirap pa rin eh. Kasi hindi ko ma-imagine being in your shoes na kailangan mong uh, magpresenta sa on-cam ng straight face and just reporting these things as fact when bilang tao, may nararamdaman ka rin kung hindi lungkot galit. Di ba? Yup, yup. Ah... Uh... Tama ka doon. Uh, talagang madalas, madaming napakaraming mga pagkakataon na uh, we were feeling so so bad, so sad, so angry about what's really happening. But I think uh, what we could just do is really to present uh, the story to the people so that they may they may act on it. So um, I think our storytelling really affected lives. Like for example, because of our storytelling, Lolo Elmer was, I mean, a lot of people tried helping Lolo Elmer to get him out of jail. So parang sa amin, may mga ganong hopeful moments na lang kaming nakikita minsan. Like when 
be reported about the walking laborers. People were quick to extend help so that they uh, can have a vehicle na masakyan nila pa uwi sa Tarlac. So parang ganon. So sometimes the storytelling becomes an avenue for people to pitch in and help. Right. So yung mga crowdfunding, for example, or yung mga initiatives where uh, um, they, they pull their resources together online. Yep. Oh, yun. So madalas naman, uh, nakita naman namin na the people na victims of the pandemic are being given help by people who watch our stories. So that's why we really keep on telling keep on telling them because eh, eventually these people might get all the help that they need if they if people get to see their stories on television or on radio. I follow your Facebook and Twitter posts and merong pinost uh, I believe in the last week na sobrang tumatak sa akin na at this point waiting game na lang siya eh, na you're asking yourself Kailan ako matatamaan with Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> parang uh, yeah, parang train to uh, no, train to Busan. Uh, yes, yes, that's yes, the parang, uh-uh, uh-uh. Can you can you take me through muna what compelled you to write that and share that? Kasi you know, I was just going about my day. Na for me what has become my normal, I'm working from my my little setup dito sa kwarto ko. And then I saw that and I was like, tang ina. <laughs> parang parang uh, yung anime image na naging bato ka tas nagcrumble ka. Dino na yahat sa akin Kasi um yeah we have seen a surge of cases like um past few weeks we have seen seven thousand to nine thousand nine thousand cases so that's really quite a lot our numbers are shooting up and people who are still outside we feel like somehow it's a matter of time before we really get the virus and I don't think uh, there's a safe space. For us, uh, field workers, because anywhere we go, naman, we might really catch catch the virus, diba? Unless we we stay home, which is quite impossible for us. Um, there will we believe that there will come a time that someday we will contract the virus. So, sabi nga sa sa Twitter, it's palakasan na lang ng ng guardian angel. San ka umuuhan ng lakas ng loob? Kasi, yeah. nga, one year plus na natin itong ginagawa, lalo na for you guys na nasa field, di ba? Um, my mom is yeah. uh, a frontliner also. She works at a bank. And every day, alam mo yun, may, may, may anxiety then on my end na parang shit, sana hindi ngayon, sana hindi ngayon. So, I, uh, lalo na for you guys, ikaw mismo, saan ka humuhugot ng lakas ng loob? Feeling namin, because of our purpose, we are here for a purpose and that we really can't stop doing what we are doing because the more than... Uh, more than any anything that the people needs the truth right now. So, I mean, if we stop doing what uh, we are doing in the news, but dominate ng mga trolls in discourse and social media, so we have to we have to be here. Like for example, lang then um like many other frontliners out there, like maybe your your mom can stop working because people need to people need her to do their banking needs and, and like the doctors. They can't stop working. They still have to do whatever they are doing to save the people's lives. And sami naman, we we feel like uh, we are serving a purpose. So maybe that keeps us from doing what we do, even if it's so dangerous going out na. What do you do to get your mind off it? Because again, balik babalik ako dun sa tao karen. You know, you have to mm. unplug, and uh, you know there is a Jervis Manahan that we see on TV reporting the news. And from this conversation, I think I'm getting to talk to Jervis Manahan, the human being. So, what do you do to just recharge? Well, um, actually, wala masyado lately because um, if I, I'm to be honest with you, I really, really feel I can feel the pandemic fatigue. Na after a year of covering this, I was supposed nga to go out of town for my birthday last week, but it didn't push through because of the NCR plus bubble. <laughs> right. So, yeah. uh, ano lang, sometimes, uh, when I go home, I I'd always, uh, I have this habit of listing down the things that I would do after the pandemic. So, parang, I put down a list of the things na I'm looking forward to. Para lang, that, that keeps me going. Eh, na after, okay, after the pandemic, I really want to visit places like, uh, me, I want to go, to, I want to go to travel again. So, parang, um, nandun lang yung belief na some, this will not last forever and that 
maybe one day this will all end and we'll be back on our nor- normal lives. So yun, um, medyo mahirap talaga ngayon na our mental health is also talagang medyo madaming problema knowing na we have to face these kinds of problems every day. Pero yun lang, um, talagang ano lang, kapit lang kasi... Basically, we have no choice naman eh, but, we, but to remain on field and do what, what we need to do. Right. Uh, you, you mentioned mental health and that's something that I'm also incredibly passionate about because uh, I, I really believe that it's something we have to talk more about. And the more that people try to sweep it under the rug, the worse it becomes. Uh, um, parang, I, I wouldn't say problem, eh, but like the burden is bigger, if that makes sense. How, how do you, as a reporter... And as a team, try to figure in yung mga advocacies ninyo into your story. So for example, you, know, you want to talk about mental health or you want to shed light on the injustices that keep happening amid the pandemic. How do you incorporate that into your storytelling? Um, we are given the editorial freedom naman to pursue stories that's close to our hearts. So parang some, sometimes we get to talk to our editors. Because kami reporters, we are managed by a team of editors. So every reporter would have an edit, uh, corresponding editor. And like we, we would always talk about the stories that's close to our hearts. Especially kami, um, general assignment naman din talaga yung coverage namin. So basically, we can focus on things that we really want. Like um, among our team of reporters, there are really uh, heavy mental health advocates like uh, TJ Manotok. So parang madami siyang story na nagagawa, na nagagawa doon. So some of us are advocates of uh, how the pandemic is affecting labor, uh, the labor situation in the country. So mas, nakaka- mas nagagawa niya yung mga ganong kinds of stories. So somehow there is a leeway or there, there's freedom naman for us to pursue things which we feel would be effective uh, sa amin if we tell those kinds of stories. I want to ask about your Twitter because um, you're, you're not the first reporter that I follow on Twitter who sometimes also interjects yung kanilang uh, personal opinions on, you know, on, on the world yep. or on the country, mm. diba? Uh, you're, very, you're very unapologetic about it and that's something mm. I really respect. Kasi mm. uh, to share with you, for the longest time, I kept my Twitter apolitical. And oh, okay. that changed in 2016 during the elections. When I saw you mga peers ko in FM radio begin to voice out their sentiments about what was about to happen, what you know would become the next five plus years of our lives. So dun, dun, dun ako nagbago ng pananaw. Um, I don't know when you began to be political on your Twitter, when that became a political space as well. But how did you get to that point where you were also open about that? Um, I think very crucial when I transferred to ABS-CBN because like before, I was in PTV for two years. And we are not, we don't have that freedom to really tweet about the government. We don't have the freedom to tweet against, um, because we are, me PTV was state-owned. So, um, lagi kaming nababatas doon. So, um, when I transferred to ABS-CBN, mas independent sila. So, mas may freedom. Of course, that's not absolute freedom na we still have social media guidelines. So we have a code on what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. So as so sami naman in ABS-CBN, as long as you do it, like uh, civil civil yung, pag, yung pagpuna mo, that would be acceptable. But there were also times that uh, some of my tweets were, I, I've been asked to take down some of my tweets which didn't conform with our social media guidelines. So mas ngayon lang uh, sa ABS, mas may freedom na yung reporters to actually voice out something about politics kasi we need to push back eh na hindi lang may mga bagay na kailangan natin sabihin na hindi natin sasabi sa sa balita so syempre yung balita medyo guided siya by by the news values and your opinion syempre as reporters you still have your freedom of uh, expressing your own your own opinion so as long as um, na, na differentiate yung opinion and yung news that would be acceptable I was actually surprised when I first started seeing Karen Davila clapping back on Twitter because I was like wow uh, what, what a world we live in when Karen Davila is the one clapping back parang sobrang nag-iba siya kasi diba, like you see her on TV uh, she will not clap back on, on mm. TV or maybe not as as uh, as 
viciously as she would have on online, mm-hmm. right? It's it's weird. Like uh, it, it's weird in a good way, I guess. Na itong social media nagagamit narin ng reporters to show a different side of themselves. But at the same time, um, napaka jarring din for me because when I see names like yung Jervis Manahan, uh, Johnson Manabat, you know, like I associate you guys with ABS-CBN as reporters. So to see you. Uh, say something personal from from you guys as human beings on a space like social media, and uh, it, it's so different. And how do you guys reconcile that? Na parang hindi namin siya sinasabi from yung yung maskara namin bilang reporters, sinasabi namin siya bilang tao. Does the question make sense? Yup, yup. Uh, ano lang siguro you have to really distinguish which is journalistic work, which is uh, alin sa mga tweet mo ang galing sa coverage at alin don yung yung opinion mo. I think. Siguro madali naman siyang ma- ma- mabasa na kung oh, ito this is coming from my own opinion this is coming uh, this one this tweet is uh, for a coverage so sa amin whenever we tag ABS-CBN news sa tweets namin that's uh, this is official work this is an official work matter but kapag yung mga personal opinion namin I think acceptable na siya na siya ngayon like madami na kasing uh, gumagawa din nun. kasi nga um it's not sometimes the news is not enough to to push back against a, uh, a tyrannical government. Sometimes you really have to to voice out your own opinion and sometimes your opinion would resonate better than your news reports will, diba? Sometimes mas nakaka-connect yung opinion mo sa mga tao, mas actually viral pa nga minsan yung opinion eh than, than the news itself kasi mas mas may ano siya, mas may mas may connect sa audience mo. Right. Um, so, for example, if I'm looking through your feed and, uh, you know, like you said, tinag mo si ABS-CBN News, that's, that's work. Pero pag kunwari sinabi mo something like, um, it's important that you register to vote and then walang tag si ABS, yun, uh, parang understood so yeah, opinion that's, mo yun. That's opinion yun, yes. Nag-retweet uh-huh. naman din kami. So, basically, people are following, I mean, the general audience of ABS-CBN are only following the ABS-CBN account. So, basically, once we get retweeted, that's our journalistic work. But, you know, konti lang naman yung follow sa amin personally. Eh. We're taking another break so we can hear from the other shows here at Podcast Network Asia. Lagi ka bang nag-OT tapos OTY? Meron ka bang mga salbahing boss at pabidang mga office mates? Nako, isa kang immortal. I'm Stanley Chi from The Underpaid Podcast. We talk about work-related topics na parang nagchichismisan lang sa pantry. It's a pro-employee podcast na relatable sa lahat ng nag-opisina, pumapasok man, petics, o work from home. Listen and subscribe to The Underpaid Podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Kita-kits, mga immortal. Yeah, uh, but still, you know, you, uh, kayo mga reporter, ano pa rin, mas malawak pa rin yung sphere of influence niyo compared to like the average uh, social media citizen, di ba? Or the average yep, citizen. Yep. You know, social media being the way it is, it's so easy to get a hold of you guys, di ba? Like even for you and me na, we have um, kept in touch to uh, to an extent over the years, pero really, my only touch point to a lot of you guys is, is social media. So I can imagine that if somebody wants to hurl their vitriol at you guys, social media is also the way to go. So, how do you re- respond to yung, yung ganung vitriol or even uh, in, to, to a more, to a darker extent, death threats given uh, who you work for? Um, so, we don't really respond to trolls anymore. So, we, it's part of the guidelines Now we, we should not engage, uh, engage trolls and, hate, and people who really throw hate speech at us. So, sobrang, dam- sobrang damit talaga nun, especially if you voice out, like what you've said, like opinion against the government. And then people would really come at you, troll farms would really come, uh, would really say a lot of uh, nasty things ab- uh, against you. So, sobrang daming, sobrang daming pagkakataon na namigan nun. So, parang sa amin, we were just wired to ignore them and not read, uh, not read tweets, especially coming from people na bagong gawa yung mga accounts. I mean, alam na, I mean, we were trained how to distinguish kung ano yung mga, kung sino lang yung, ped, yung dapat pakinggan sa social media. How about, uh, how about yung, yung mga death threats or people who want to, um, to uh, scare you and intimidate you from doing your job? Uh, lahat ng mga threats na ganun, we report them to, sa, sa office namin and they determine kung may, kung may, 
Kasi there are some some of the threats are empty anyway eh. Parang hindi naman hindi ka maha-harm nito. So parang sila yung nagde-determine kung uh, serious yung mga threats. So kung serious yung mga threats, they would really guide you um, what to do. So there there were times na may mga accounts na kami nag-report sa NBI for example. Uh, kasi medyo mas 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 may gravity yung yung threats against us. But uh, yung mga hate speech lang din naman or yung mga hindi na, mga non-serious na mga threats, parang we just ignore them na lang. Uh, we've spent a bulk of our conversation talking about the not-so-good stuff diba, that's happened over the <laughs> yeah. last year plus. So I want to take a few moments to talk about whatever positives na, na, na report mo in your job, in your work. Like, have there been any uplifting stories, any positive, wholesome uh, stories that you've covered and shared with uh, with your audience? Oh, parang uh, I can't recall na any na, na masaya kasi parang for the past for the past year talaga, parang very dark no mga stories. But if anything, kapag nagpa-follow up kami, like for example, we feature we featured um, we featured several families who were uh, na- napaalis sa, sa mga apartments nila because wala sila na, na maupa, wala silang pambayad na rent nila. So sa mga jeep na lang sila tumira and then people would um, um, form groups to help them para makaupo ulit ng bahay. So siguro mga ganun lang, may mga flickers of hope na nag-report kami kapag nag, pag natutulungan yung mga tao na, yung mga victims of the pandemic na we get to feature in the news. So pa, pag nakakatanggap sila ng tulong and then nagbabago yung buhay nila, siguro yun lang yung mga hopeful or yung mga light or positive na stories na ibabalita namin. But in general, wala talaga masyado. So in if you talk to people, some of them have really tuned out of the news because puro bad, puro masasama or puro mga pangit na balita yung napapakinggan nila eh. So, I think parang ganun. Wala talagang magandang masyadong nangyari over the diba past year. Hindi masisi yung mga tao because, di ba, uh, I, I saw this online yesterday. Uh, unplugging is also a form of self-care na rin. Lalo na yep, it's an yep. onslaught mm. of negativity. So, hindi rin natin sila masisi. Um, oh, we, we we understand naman if people would really um stop um watching the news because it makes them feel stressed. I mean, yeah, men- mental health comes first and if may negative effect na sayo yung panonood ng balita, I mean, it's okay, but uh, basta siguro every now and then just keep yourself updated. Yeah, that that uh, makes a lot of sense. Um as we wind down here, uh and I'm not sure if you touched on this na kanina, but I I want to ask ask explicitly uh, what keeps you going? What makes you want to keep putting yourself out there into the field, knowing that you have that question at the back of your head? Na kailan yung turn ko, diba? We'll we'll go back to our purpose, why we are here. Because if I stop doing what uh, what I do, there's no one else. Parang mahirap na yasa to sa yasa to So journalists really get get excited when they get to when they get assigned to stories na they feel would have an impact to their audiences lives and we feel like covering covid-19 would would really help inform our public so medyo cheesy siya pakinggan but uh, i think we still have to do what what we do so that we keep the public informed because if we stop doing so Diba parang ang hirap noon eh. Parang kailangan natin ng informed na na audience. Kailangan natin ng 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 isang bansa na yung mga tao na yung mga tao natin ay naniniwala pa din sa balita at saka sa sa katotohanan. So I think that keeps us from yeah, going on and doing what what we do aside from the fact na I mean we can't jump careers naman at this point of our lives. So we just and we were left to do um, what we need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so that we end on a bit of a positive note, can you share with me one of the items on that post-pandemic to-do list? Oh, I want to go to... I want to visit a lot of places. I want to go to Maldives and I want to go to Bali in Indonesia. Basically, I, after the pandemic, I really want to go out and travel again because I mean pre-pandemic I have traveled uh, to some places here in the Philippines and abroad so I really want to go back doing that maybe visit islands or beaches and, you know 
go back to partying. <laughs> yeah, why why not? Diba? I mean, uh, uh, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna judge a field reporter for wanting to go back to the bar and party yeah, when, yeah. when this is all over, diba? Ako pa nga support eh. If if I ever see you at a bar or at a restaurant, I will buy you a bucket, man. Because um, oh, thank you, thank lahat you. All the things you and everyone from from the media, from you know, from ABS-CBN, uh, you said it yourself. Napakalaking servisyon yan sa publiko. So uh, you guys will always have a drink on my tab if I ever run into you guys. And I just want to say thank you for everything that you guys are doing. Oh, um, thank you, Stan, yeah. for appreciating what what we do. Me not. So many people really get to appreciate what we do. So, salamat. Uh, I I want people to, to follow you on on social media because I think that a lot of what you say over there on top of the news that you report is actually pretty refreshing. Um, I love it when when people who report the news also give their opinions on the matter. Especially now that I'm a bit older, I can appreciate these things more. So, where can our listeners follow you? Like, if you're on TikTok, please plug that shit. Oh no, I'm not on TikTok, but I'm on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Jervis Manahan. So please um, follow me there. All right, and uh, and and what times can people catch your report specifically? Um, yeah, I report on ABS-CBN News at uh, at six a.m. at seven a.m. at eight a.m. So basically, since we are night shift people, we report in the morning. So morning, the morning shift people report at night anyway. So parang so catch me at 6 a.m., 7 a.m., and, and 8 a.m. on uh, Teleradio and ANC. Jervis, maraming salamat. Uh, thank you for accepting my invitation to get on the podcast, Una Una, and then for making time for this. It's, it's been uh, just a crazy year. And I will be the first to say and put it out into the, into the universe. I hope your turn never comes. I hope na hindi ka matamaan at all and that you keep doing what you're doing. Maraming salamat, man. Hey, maraming salamat din Stan for the invitation. It's been quite a while since we last met. So parang it's a, it's a pleasure being with you here. Huge thanks to my old college classmate, Jervis Manahan from ABS-CBN News for getting candid with me on deck about how he's felt over the last year plus of being a field reporter and covering the COVID-19 pandemic, the ABS-CBN shutdown and everything in between. I said it on the call And I'll say it again for every person out there who's been covering the pandemic, covering the national events, especially out in the field. I've got nothing but love and respect for every one of you because as Jervis himself mentions on the podcast, if you guys aren't there doing your job, then sino pa ba? Who else will? Who will be able to bring all of these stories to the national discourse? So big props and big credit and big love going out to all of you. Now, as I get out of here, let me get to a few quick plugs, starting off with this one, which is another way for you to help out the podcast through your online shopping. And this time, we'll go over to Shopee. Right before you hit checkout, as soon as that card is filled, please use my affiliate link, tinyurl.com slash ondeckxshopee. Again, that is tinyurl.com slash ondeckxshopee. Click on that right before you hit checkout on the Shopee app and a portion of the proceeds will go to Podcast Network Asia so we can keep the ship running and keep bringing you these podcasts that tell the real stories of the real people behind the mic. Another podcast I do here on PNA is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, which is celebrating its 7th anniversary and 400th episode this April. And I'm really proud to keep on doing that with my friends and co-hosts Ro Moran and Chino Liao. You can check out our coverage of WrestleMania 37 on our weekly Kumu live streams at Wrestling Wrestling Pod or check out the audio-only version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, if you want a personalized shout-out from the biggest villain in Philippine wrestling and his favorite team of all time, then you can go check out MSG on Shoutout. That's S-H-A-W-T-O-U-T, shoutout.com. Look for us over there. Search for my name. You can find me there. Or you can hop over on Lazada and type Stan C. Shoutout. Again, S-H-A-W-T-O-U-T. You can hit us up over there. Request for us and we can cut a promo on you. Teach you how to cut a promo or just give a nice, good old-fashioned, personalized video message. So once again, check us out on shoutout.com.
One last note before I get out of here. Huge, huge thanks to Babyface producers Nikai Lojanias and John Matthew Sola for all the work they do in post-prod to clean up these episodes and put them together. And thank you as well to the Podcast Network Asia team for all of the legwork that they do behind the scenes. Next week on the podcast, I'm going to be talking to one of my good friends from the Mellow 94 7 Days. Her name is Alex Puruganan, and you hear her on the Tuesday and Thursday night shows at Mellow. And we have a very unique perspective of being the youngest Mellow 94 7 DJs for a while and finding ourselves still in the industry 10 plus years later and figuring out how the hell we became titos and titas. So we'll get to reflect all about that. All about that perspective in life that we've suddenly gained after 10 plus years in radio. We'll reflect on all those musings on next week's episode of On Deck. Until then, let me put this one in the books, episode 33, out. And as I get out of here, let me reintroduce myself. My name is Stan C. And I just gotta say thank you very much. And I hope I've earned the privilege of your time. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.